Good morning and welcome to our online ministry. Thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate each one of you. And thank you that you take the time in your day to sit down and follow our church services online. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our Father in heaven, thank you that we may come together today in this way. Thank you for, for your word. Thank you for um, scripture and for all the promises you give us in scripture. Thank you for so much more in life that we know that you are with us, that you protect us, that you are involved with every detail of our lives, that we may come this morning and know that we come to the one who loves us unconditionally. Lord Jesus, I want to ask you that you will bless that what we want to share and talk about this morning. Will you plant the seeds in our heart, the seeds of growth, seeds of spiritual growth and transformation, and that we will keep on seeking your, your presence, keep on seeking your will for each one of our lives. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is from Matthew chapter 6 and 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, we talked two weeks ago about the whole idea that we may come to God with our requests and our prayers and we may come and ask. Um, this morning I want to share a few thoughts about what happens when we don't get what we ask. What happens when God doesn't listen to us? Uh, what do we do? Let's um, share two pieces of scripture first. Matthew, we start with Matthew 6. Um, whole idea about prayer. Uh, chapter 6 verse 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Then we turn around to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, the letter of Paul to the congregation in Corinthians. He writes, verse 8, He's talking about the um, thorn in his flesh that he struggled with. Exactly what it was, we're not sure. It's all kind of uh, different arguments about what it can be. But uh, until this day, we're not exactly sure what it is. But the point is, verse 8, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. What happens when God doesn't answer our prayers? I don't know what you were praying about. I don't know what... What is the things you asked God? 
but I know there is a lot of unanswered prayers in our lives. Sometimes it's a good thing because sometimes we just ask stupid things. Sometimes when we look back, we are glad that God didn't grant us all the all our prayers. But but sometimes in life we we struggle with our faith because we ask God for things and we don't receive. We don't get it. And sometimes we think, but does God hear us? Does He care enough to grant us our wishes? And sometimes we struggle in our faith because it's almost as if we're on our own. <laughs> because it's not as if it helped to pray about something. Especially when we think in Scripture there's so many promises that the Lord gives us. to say, but ask and I will be given. Knock and I'll, be open, I'll open it up for you. Pray and you will receive. What do we do with that? Is it because our faith is too small? Is it because we pray wrong? Is it because something else is wrong? Because sometimes, and, and if we're honest about that, sometimes people go to God with, with things that's really important. Sometimes it's, it's things that's deep in someone's heart that will make a massive difference. And sometimes there's just no answer. What to do of that? I think there's two important things that we've got to put down first before we talk about this. Because this influences everything. Um, we talk about prayer and faith if we don't understand these things right. The first thing that we must first talk is what kind of God do we believe in? Do we believe in a God that's a uh, magician, miracle maker? Or do we believe in a God that we know loves us deeply and really cares for, cares for each one of us? Do we trust that He will look after us and that He will provide for us and that He will save us? Do you trust Him for that? Do you believe that we've got an Almighty God that can do anything? Anything is in His power. Because if we believe that, then we will start to pray differently. Then we will pray with confidence. Because I know God loves me and God will, will provide for me. And, and God's almighty God that can do anything. Put my trust in Him. The second important thing that we've got to understand is what do we believe prayer is? Because prayer must be more than asking God for stuff. Prayer must be more than, Lord, give me, protect me, save me, forgive me, all those kind of me prayers. It's got to be more than that. Richard Rowe, whose um, books I often read, he, he, he gave an, um, a short summary about prayer. He says, we cannot attain the presence of God. Listen carefully. 
because we're already totally in the presence of God. What's absent is awareness. And prayer is how we cultivate that awareness. God, open my eyes. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, for me to realize I'm in your presence. That's what prayer means. Prayer is to know that God's with us already at this moment. That God's in, a, in each one of us. With prayer, I open myself up for the presence of God. The God that's already in me. The God that's already next to me, in front of me, behind me, above me, below me, picking me up. That's what prayer is. Prayer is not just to come with a long list of requests, but it's an honest two-way conversation with a trustworthy fellow, uh, fellow journeyman. Good Father who knows what we need. And if we believe that this is who this God is, and if we believe that prayer is about the presence of God, then we will actually come to a point where we discover prayer as an extension of a relationship. Not Prayer is not a long list of requests I've got. So when I come to God in prayer, it's not something extra I do. It's just the extension of this relationship that we have. It's the assurance that I serve a God who already knows what I need. It's what we, what we uh, have, have read in, in Matthew 6 where it says, Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Here is a good, good God who loves us. Who cares for us. If, even if we don't get what we ask for. Doesn't change that. Two weeks ago when we talked about prayer, we said that we may ask for things. But very often, more often than not, our prayers sometimes doesn't get answered. Or we don't get what we ask for. Um, and, and, and to help us through that and to help us understand that in perspective, maybe the following three things are important. The first thing that we've got to know with unanswered prayers is that God knows already. He understands. He knows the situation that's You know what's going on in your life. You know what's the stuff you're talking with him about. You know of every prayer request you made in the past, every prayer request you're going to make. God already knows everything that's going on in your life. And the important thing that we've got to remember is that this whole this whole idea of of asking for something and not getting it, it's, it's, it's not something we can just brush over. Because it really hurts. And it's, people are really struggling with the fact that 
why, why is God not listening? Why is he not answering my prayers? Um, we are praying for people that are ill, people that are dying. We are praying in difficult situations. We are praying for people that's in such difficult positions in their life. Um, we are praying for, uh, we are praying with people that that are really in trouble. So, so it's so important that we can't just take a brush over everything and say no, that's not important. It's an issue for a lot of us. Jesus totally understood it, because in in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was praying to God. He was asking God. To take this cup away. And God didn't listen. God didn't grant his prayer. So Jesus knows exactly what it is like. To be in a situation where your prayers are not answered. But I know this is shaping us. I know we are growing in all of this. And, and we must. So the important thing is we must come to a point where we believe that God knows and he understands. The second, the second thing that's important is that we must trust that God's got a plan. Um, we must trust that there is a bigger picture that we don't, maybe not, don't see at this stage in our lives. Maybe one day we will see and understand. Um, that's what, what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12. If, I, if you look at the situation he's in, he, he wants to get out of it. He wants to get rid of it. And, but he comes to a point where he says, but your grace is enough. I don't see the big picture. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand what's going on. Uh, I can't understand why you don't answer me, Lord, but I will hold on to your grace. And maybe that's what you need to hear this morning. That God's grace is still available for each one of us. So hold on to that. Because in Romans 8, Paul writes, he says, You know things will work out. Nothing of this that's happening with us is in vain. If I read Bible, I, if I look at the Bible, I see stories about... Um, uh, big people of faith that asked and prayed for God and did not receive. David prayed for their son not to die. And Moses prayed to go into the promised land. Um, so many prophets pray for the protection of, of Israel and Jerusalem. And they were all destroyed. Paul prayed. We read about that earlier this morning. Jesus prayed in Gethsemane. Uh, people that prayed for something and didn't get it. But if we look back at it today, we understand there's something more going on. And sometimes that's what, 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 what needs to be happen. We've got to trust God's more that's happening, even if we don't see it, even if we don't feel it, even if we don't want to see and feel it. God is still working. So in answer, answered prayers, um, we know we've got to trust God. He knows. God knows. Second thing is God's got a plan. And the first, third thing, and maybe that's an important thing that we've got to go back to, is that unanswered prayers challenge each one of us about our own lives. 
Because the Bible tells us that sin creates distance between God and us. So maybe there's sin in your life. Maybe there's things you've got to repent. Maybe there's things in your life that's not working out. Because that's what sin does. It creates distance between me and God. Sin is my choice to turn my back on God and walk away. It's my choice not to make contact. And then it becomes all the more difficult. So if my prayers are not answered, I must maybe just have a look at where am I in my life? What's happening? Where, where in my life am I just living for myself? James said we don't get because we don't ask. And when we ask, we don't get because we pray selfishly. What are your prayers? Lord, give me. Lord, help me. Lord, save me. Lord, protect me. Isn't that our prayers? Isn't prayer supposed to be much more than that? Isn't prayer supposed to uh, in, in include worship and thanksgiving and, and, and just connection with God and listening to His Word and obeying Him, not just asking? We know that, that, um, that we sometimes make the wrong choices. And we know that sometimes we give evil a threshold, a foothold in our lives. And we've got to be honest about that and say, listen, I know there's things in my life that's not right. Where I've opened a door, where I've gave Satan permission to do things in my life, to get a hold on my life. And we've got to confront those things. So maybe that's a reason it, it feels as if God's not listening because I turned my back on him. Sometimes. When we pray, God, don't give me the answer that I want. I often told my wife, I'm so glad God didn't give me all that I want when I was younger. Because then I would have been married a few times. Lord, please, may this be the right one for me. Sometimes the Lord says no. Sometimes he tells us to wait. If my kids sometimes come ask me something, uh, often I would say no. Or just wait a little bit, you're too young for this. Because uh, to wait teaches us patience and compassion and trust and perseverance. It sometimes asks us ask more faith than when we get what we ask for. Maybe a last thought. Sometimes we pray about things. And we've got to be the answer. Lord, help those people. Why don't we go and help them? Lord, um, make our church a lively experience. Why don't we go there and bring a bit of life in it? Bob Pierce, one of the founders of World Vision, prayed very often. May my heart be broken by what breaks your heart. Oh Lord, that's a different prayer. It's dif it's dif it differs in the way that it's not about me. It's not about, Lord, give me and protect me and save me. It's give me your heart, Lord, to see people and situations the way you look at it. Because I believe prayer makes a difference. 
And I believe prayer is much more than, than just asking God things. It's back to what Richard Ross said in the, in the beginning. It's, it's to take the presence of God serious. It's to connect with God that's already here. It's to connect with someone that has a relationship that's of much more value than anything in our lives. And we may believe that God works through miracles, through others, other prayers of other faithful, through our prayers. And we may believe that to be some that we will get what we ask for, and sometimes won't get what we ask for. And we don't understand everything yet. We don't have answers for everything. And and everything we try to explain here is is just to help us to understand that. We've got a God that really cares. Almighty God that loves us. And this relationship is important for him. But maybe we must start at the point. The point that Paul was in 2 Corinthians 12. Where he said. I discovered that his grace is sufficient for me. Maybe that's the one thing you can take with you. From this, um, this sermon. That God's grace is sufficient. Sometimes we want more. Sometimes we want less. Sometimes we want something different. The Lord is working. The Lord's with you. And and even, even with the prayers that you prayed that wasn't answered. Even in those prayers. You, my prayer is that you will discover something of the sufficient grace of God for you. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you that you are with each one of us at this moment. Thank you that our lives is in your hands. Thank you that you care deeply for each one of us. And you know of each prayer that we have prayed. Each request we made. And we sometimes don't understand why our prayers don't get, ans get the answers that we expect. But you know. And you know us. And you understand the best. Lord, and maybe this morning we just want to pray that you will give us your grace to build into this relationship. Because we know you are God that cares, that loves us, an almighty God. Who has a plan for, for our lives. And who will guide us through life. And sometimes it's a no and sometimes it's a wait. But... Lord Jesus, we will keep on trusting you. We will keep on building our lives on you. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. We have opportunity to bring our offerings. You see all the information down below. Um, thank you for that. Our birthdays this week is Lies and Kannenberg on the 6th, Rika Costa on the 7th. Stefan Otto on the 8th and Milanda Jager on the 9th. May it be an amazing week for each one of you. Um, 12 October, we've got um, Holy Communion in David Game College in London. And we're going to have a moment service. Uh, there are people in our church that lost loved ones in this lockdown. And they didn't have a chance just to uh, remember them. In the faith community. So we're going to, going to give an opportunity for each one of you to bring a picture. S please send us a picture to info at Esachmenta of your mom, your dad, your family friend, um, your gran, 
and anyone that that you lost in this time and come on Sunday the 12th October we're going to spend time in remembering each one of them um, so it will be great if you were impacted in this way if we can share that together as as community of faith we normally end our services with the blessing another promise that the Lord's with you the Lord will bless you and keep you. The Lord will shine his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.
Stop.